1: All right, uh, get up here. And, uh, Bart, before we move forward, how about this dunk last night? This is Trevin, Brazil, Arkansas. Oh, Oh.
0: put him on the poster. What did the five fingers say to the (laughs) face? Smack.
1: (laughs) Cold-blooded. My goodness. I mean, I I can't tell you how good it feels to Uh. do Uh. (laughs) you didn't have a Jordan jammer when you was a kid, Green? You had a Jordan jammer? I I can't either. I mean, that is just. That's what you do. You got the hoop That's
2: disrespectful. In the house, on the door. You know, you do that too.
1: I couldn't do that. I I like our uh, graphic, by the way. Fewer (laughs) discretion is advised. All right, we are back in our studios here. We are live from the seaport. We're brought to you by Great Goose. We are jam-packed on this day where tonight, week 11, will kick off with a monster game in Green Bay. Cindy, let's roll it. As we begin hour number two, we're getting up with a Thursday night throwdown. Could be Rodgers' last stand in Green Bay. We set the table with absolutely everything at stake. Then, after the pack, we get to Dak and the whack smack that he lacks the knack to put the team on his back. So how does he bounce back after the attack? We'll talk about it. And then Josh Allen. He's the best thing to happen to Buffalo in decades. But will his fatal flaw keep the Bills from ever being super? All that and more. As we get up with you in this hour, which starts right now, with the kickoff of Week 11 tonight. Packers-Titans. Last time Aaron Rodgers faced Tennessee, a Sunday night back in 2020, and the Packers won... 40-14, to 14. he threw four touchdowns, he completed 84% of his passes. That was a very different team. He played well then, he played well last week throwing three touchdowns, all of them, to Christian Watson. This season, Green Bay 4-1 and when Rodgers has a QBR of 50 or greater, 0-5 when he is under that average mark. And a big reason why the Packers snapped their five-game losing streak against Dallas was the commitment to the run. 62% of their design plays were runs. That's the highest ever under Aaron Rodgers. So you think that's got to be the formula tonight, right? Wrong. You can't run it against the Titans the Titans have the second best rush defense in the NFL allowing just 85 yards a game their pass defense is 31st in the league so Bartholomew Scott taking those numbers into consideration does this become another running game for the Packers or is this going to have to be Rogers putting the team on his back for the Packers to have a chance
0: I mean, for me, it has to be. You have to has stay. to be which one? You have to run the football. It has, listen, you know, run defense is, is least, right? It's not on. Like, the dominance, you have to prove that to me every week. And, you know, you look at, hey, we got some pretty good backs, and let's get some creative ways on getting them into space. You know, you saw last week the theme was the half-pitch really not outside getting teams to over-pursue. They have to commit to the run because it sets up everything else that they want on the back end. To be able to attack this Titans uh, secondary, you have to first get those safeties to commit. Eight in the box, one-on-one coverage you take advantage of. When you do that, to do that, you got to run the football.
1: Let me ask you from the other side of it, Ninko. Yeah. If you're the Titans, if you're Mike Vrabel, are you going into this game thinking tonight, is your game plan tonight going to be, they're not running it on us? I don't care what they do. We see teams go into it. The, they're not yeah. running it on us. Let's see if they can throw it to that rookie.
2: Of course. you got to take away the running game. That, that's what you have to do. You have to put it on those young receivers and you have to put it on Green Bay, Packer, the Green Bay Packers to throw the football down the field. But if you are the Packers, you have to try and take advantage of the Titans' injuries and Starting with number one, I'll go down a list of guys that are out. The kicker, right? That's a huge factor. I know you sign another kicker, but. It- on the road, there might be an instance where they need to kick a 45-yard field goal and they don't have confidence in the, in the backup mm-hmm. that they have. So that changes your game plan. Then you go down the line of the outside linebacker, Dupree, he's out. Your DB, Johnson's out. Hooker, the safety's out. And then the biggest loss for the Titans is Ben Jones, the center. So they want to run the football. The Green Bay Packers have let up 300-plus-yard rushers on the season. So, again – if the Packers want to win this game, they have to take advantage of those defensive injuries in the secondary and attack those backup so DBs that's a, down the that's field. That's a
1: vote
3: for Aaron Rodgers throwing it a little throwing bit tonight. Well, it's about opportunity, right? Like taking advantage. So it, what you, what, one of the reasons you pay Aaron Rodgers is because he can figure out what needs to be done on a given play, pre-snap, post-snap. So, yeah, even if you want to commit to running the ball, you still know you're going to have to take your opportunities down the field. And I think the big thing coming out of last week for them is – that he'll feel more comfortable taking those opportunities than he has for most of this year. They've been looking for multiple ways to attack defenses and they showed against Dallas that that they that they had some. Yeah. So I think that Aaron Rodgers goes into this game with some increased confidence in the group around him uh, that should set them up better than what it was earlier. Let me give year. you
1: the magic number. Okay, I, I don't know how they get there, but I know where they need to get. The number is 24, and I'll show you why. The Titans have not scored more than that all year long. They're six and three, right. but they haven't scored more than 24 points. And the Packers haven't lost a game in which they have scored 24. So however they do it, however whatever route it is they take to get there, Bart. Can Aaron Rodgers find a way to score 24 points against this defense tonight?
0: You're trying to, it's like it's like uh the Packers are the Steve Matting version of the Titans, right? They, they're, they're trying to be the Titans, but you can't be like the original. They are built to be, you know, to win the game's really, you know, physical, you know, possessions. You talk about both teams commit to the run. This could be one of the shortest games of this Thursday night, you know, season, That's right? Because, because of the clock's gonna continue moving. <laughs> yeah. right. So you can look up and you know, then the pressure comes on because now you're under pressure to get a score. And
2: Green Bay has the advantage of, number one, a short week, and they're at home. So, they're going to ride this momentum of beating the Cowboys at home, and then it's a short week. They stay in their own homes. They're not traveling. And then Tennessee coming off a tough win against the Broncos, where it was 17-10, now on the road with a lot of injuries. That kind of has a setup for you're not at your best, you're kind of tired. You're traveling on a Wednesday, and you know how these Thursday night games are. You, you don't have the energy. So, yeah. This this Packers team has everything set up to have an saying, advantage. Who you, put, who you got? With all
1: that the tightness. Okay. It, it, all we're right. going to actually we're gonna
2: gonna
3: put the put the, We'll put the, the, we'll put the
1: picks up <laughs> at, at the end of the hour. We're going to pick the big games on the schedule for this coming weekend, including this one. Tonight, we'll tell you exactly who we think is going to win and why. Again, sort of feels like Rodgers' last stand, at least for this season, and who knows what any other season might include. Now, the team they've Beat last week was the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys blew a 14-point advantage in that game and dropped it in overtime. Before that loss, the Cowboys were 195-0 and 0 when leading by 14 points or more after three quarters. So that was a tough day for that Dallas defense, and Jaron Ron Kearse wasn't happy.
0: If you're not frustrated, then we got the wrong guys on this defense. If you're not mad, we got the wrong guys on this defense. And uh, it's just all about having a sense of urgency moving forward. Uh, you know we're six and three. You know the world, the sky's not falling. You know everybody should be pissed off at uh, you know how we lost that game.
1: Yeah, look, we can talk all we want about Dak. There's certainly been plenty of talk about him, but at the end of the day, the Cowboys, and we've been talking, we've been, we've been riding this defense. We've been praising this defense. In their past two games, they've allowed nearly 30 points and 400 yards of offense uh, against uh, three and seven Chicago, four and six Green Bay. They're getting gashed on the ground, allowing <laughs> over 200 yards per game. But I wish you could have heard it. When Jaron Ron Curse was saying, if you're not frustrated, then we got the wrong guys in this locker room, you started to laugh. What, what was it about that that struck no, you? No,
0: he says he knows what the problem is. And the problem is they can't stop the run. And that's why they went out and made a trade for Jonathan Hankins. That's why they made moves this week to, to add some people to their practice squad to try and stop the run. This is about physicality. I think Philadelphia did it first, where they said, listen, we're not about to run away from Michael Parsons. What you do to all great players is you run at them. And that's what we've seen. We saw Philadelphia isolate him on the RPO game, take advantage of his over-aggressiveness. Right there, who's in that picture? That's Michael Parsons. They hit him right in the mouth. Mm-hmm. They came downhill. He spent more time in the middle of the defense than he did on the edge. But I don't care where he is. We attack him. We don't allow him to use his speed, athleticism, and chase plays down from behind. We tell him to stay on these train tracks, see how, how bad he really wanted. I, I, listen, <laughs> I understand that Parsons had somebody in
2: his face, but if you watch the tape, the three technique ran a stunt wide outside, so they probably had a cross on, and the play that the the Packers had was a perfect call against that defense. You can make adjustments defensively. First of all, being... Stop pass rushing. They're pass rushing on first down. They're trying to get to the quarterback. Yep. When we, What you have to do, to, to get a sack, you have to get the team to throw the football. So, I would come in there and say, listen, fellas, 223 yards a game on the ground, that's mm-hmm. way too much. You want to you want to get paid? You want to get sacks? You want to get your sack numbers up? You got to put them in third and long. See, How do you get them in third and long? You got to play together. Everybody can't be on different pages. If you watch this, this deep, watch the thing separated because half the line of scrimmage is five yards up the field and the other half is getting mowed down by the backside. Double. The guards and tackles are, are literally getting everyone down, chopping them down like firewood and working their way up to the next level. So as a defense, just like what they're saying, somebody needs to be motivated and, and they're going to have to do some corrections here because the Cowboys aren't going to win anything if Dak's average and their defense is letting up 22, 22, 223 yards on the ground. It ain't going to work.
0: But here's the problem. Are you capable able to do that against Minnesota? Because right. they're dynamic on the outside and they're dynamic at the running back position. We talk it's about, yo, know, we talk about what yeah. Justin Jefferson did last week. We forgot that Dalvin Cook got busy that seventy-one yard run. So now you you do that, and now you're exposed to your corners. So you want to die slow, you want to die quick. You you have to make a decision. And he makes you make those type of decisions because he's one of the best backs in all of football.
1: The remarkable thing about this game, Dan Graziano, is that the Cowboys are coming off an extremely frustrating and disappointing loss in which some things seem to be exposed. The Vikings are coming off the. Best win any team has in the NFL this season. Yeah. The game is being played in Minnesota, and the Cowboys are a one and a half point favorite. That that is a just, remarkable number. People to like me. to bet on the Cowboys. I that, guess. That's so. just a
3: thing that's always been. <laughs> They're begging you to go the other way. Both teams coming off overtime games, like to the point where the, the coaches canceled practice yesterday and had walkthroughs. Both teams. Yeah. So like that that there is some sense of lingering uh, effect. And, and and to the point about the pass rush. Mike McCarthy said it this week. Said pass rush is a luxury for us until we figure out how to stop the run. So that's the message that the coaches are preaching into the, co- the building. Like this needs to be where our focus is, <laughs> and then we can get back to sacking the quarterback, which everybody loves to do.
0: I can just see a safety being overzealous on a play action, and they throw the bomb right over there. Right. You can't. Sometimes you got to keep your guys. It's the done. best you can't receiver know, in the whole. You can't league. get I them mean, jacked that, up on Mountain Dew, man. You, that's to the front, though. You you go into yeah. the front that seven safety, eight, But that eighth man in the box tells you that it's one on one on the hey, outside. If you
1: make a mistake you turn and run. Turn and run and <laughs> go get the other
0: goalposts. Goal
1: <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm old enough to remember when we were saying the Cowboys had a chance to go to the Super Bowl because their defense was so oh, good and do. now I'm sitting, we're having the same conversation about the same team and we're saying the defense is their weakness. Which is weak. it? I, because I never it's, that.
0: It's, it's film. It's, Once film yeah, comes out there, yeah. people figure out how to break down what you do best defensively and this is what it's all about. When you get to this time of the season, it is enough film out there for people to see what you struggle with and you, and you yeah. have to be able to fight left Handed in this league and, yeah. and also a little piece of humble pie sometimes helps you know that humble pie yeah, lose a game. You, Dan. you
2: lose a couple games. You look at the tape. Dan, yeah, yeah. Is that up, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. So like watching the tape losing was looking winning. at the corrections eating the humble pie but also to ripping off those band aids because early in the year when everyone was so high on the defense they probably still had some of those run issues yeah. right. They had the issues but
0: there were just band-aids over. Oh, it. So when you lose right. you have to look at everything that attributed to I, the loss you got to look at the
3: right educational the best way to win is to lose. Yes. Look, I mean, your Life old, is about managing <laughs> failure, Dan.
1: Your old coach, Bill Belichick, always talked about playing complimentary football, and there was just something different about the way the Cowboys did everything. <laughs> Their quarterback was Cooper Rush. Don't get me wrong. This oh, is not a statement about Rush versus Prescott. You off the it's bandwagon? A, no. That's I, some I, whack smack I right am, there. I am, I am, whack smack. I, I am the one the who was telling you that Dak Prescott is the reason this team can win like the Super Bowl. But the point is that – Teams, I think, attack them differently because they think they need to score more points in order yep. to try and beat them. All the, these these things all sort of work together. They they uh, they feed on one another. And at the end of the day, if teams have figured out the recipe against this Cowboys defense, yeah. that's their biggest problem, especially against Minnesota. The lack of Dak did not set them back, but they now were, they got to get back oh, on bars. Track so
2: they can bars. Get yeah. Yeah. Bars. And this. Dak can't throw two interceptions and one in the red zone, and he can't be average. So those are all factors that go into this thing. And if yeah. the Cowboys are average and their defense is bad and their quarterback plays bad, guess what? I'm sorry, Greeny. Just rely on your Jets. Top ten, rely on your Jets. That didn't rhyme. (laughs) I was waiting for the rhyme, and it just
1: never happened. Oh, you wanted me to rhyme something? As we continue in a moment. Uh, Has Josh Allen been too reckless with the football? Does he need to change the way he plays? If Rob Nikovich was in a room with him, what would he tell him to do? You're going to hear that next. Plus, after the Monday night shocker in Philadelphia, was that actually a blessing in disguise for Jalen Hurts and company? We are divided and fired up on the answer to that question and more. It's a Thursday. Get up on ESPN. eligible items only exclusions apply we're back the show is get up and the game is called believe it or not hey Ninko Mahomes is winning his second MVP this season believe it or not Uh, believe it you better believe it yes right now he's got
2: 25 touchdown passes he's got seven interceptions he's leading the Kansas City Chiefs to another deep playoff run so of course He is in consideration for MVP. Yeah, right now he is actually the
3: betting
1: favorite. Uh, Graziano, Josh McDaniels is going to be one and done in Las Vegas. (laughs) You
3: believe it or not? I don't believe it. I think the owner there is invested in this decision to bring him in. Remember, they finished last season hot under interim coach Rich Bisaccia, and
1: everybody wanted him to stay, and Mark Davis replaced him with McDaniels. Uh, I think he'll stick with it at least one more year. Yes, they had this great culture, and now the quarterback is literally crying at the podium. That's not good. Because things are... Are so bad. Uh, Bartholomew, the Bills are not going to win the AFC East, believe it or not.
0: I'm taking one for the team, Granny. I
1: believe they will win because I hope that they don't.
3: <laughs> I, That's for us. It. That's us. I like it. That's us.
1: I like it. That's I like it. Uh, he has not given up on the Jets. The whole rest of the world, I think, is excited about Miami. And then most people are wondering about Josh Allen and some of the struggles of late in that game against the Jets two weeks ago and that game against Minnesota this past week, the critical interceptions that he threw. So yesterday, talking about the turnovers, Allen said he has no plans on changing the way he plays.
2: Keeps you. It's um... – I'm gonna have the same mindset um, in terms of, you know, being aggressive. Um, but again, Coach, Coach Dorsey talks about, it, you know, smart but not conservative. So
0: just trying to get back to that, and again, just go out there, play freely, not try to make a mis- or not try to not make a mistake. Play football and, and be the quarterback that I know I am.
1: All right, look, I mean, the kid is so ridiculously good, and yet the mistakes right now are really hurting the team. So, Ninko, mm. I want you to. You're a veteran leader on that team, and you're just sitting with him one night, the two of you, the last guys in the building. And what are you saying to him right now?
2: In certain instances, I, I love the aggression. I love you taking the shot at the end zone. I love everything that you're doing as a football player, but we got to have some points in the red zone. In this last game, they had nine red zone drives. They had zero points out of those drives. They're in the red zone nine times, no points. Mm. So in those situations, especially in the fourth quarter, if it's not there, just throw it in the fifth row of the stance. Take the three points because if you take the field goal points that you're when you're in those situations, yeah. You're going to win the football game. You're going to. So the aggression and, and taking your shots at the end zone, I love it. But you have to be smart in certain situations, especially the fourth quarter, because the whole team is relying on you protecting the football. The defense
1: is doing their job. You have the opportunity to put points on the board. you got to get three in those situations. This is what's so complicated, mm-hmm. you know, because Rex was in here this week talking about how he handled Mark Sanchez, all those great teams you were on. All those... The difference You guys weren't counting on Mark Sanchez to win you the games. You're asking, they're asking, we're asking, Josh Allen, win the game, but don't lose it. And that's very different than don't lose it and let other people win it. How do you do that? Well, first of all, uh, come on, John Starks, you don't keep shooting. Sometimes
0: you got to pass or sometimes you have to say, you know Mm -hmm. what, we live to fight another day. And it's a difference between being aggressive and reckless. And some of those throws were reckless. And to cover four, understanding that he, you have to see it. This ball has to be up by the goalposts if you're going to throw that that ball. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand. like, we, And I compare it to Brett Favre. We always talk about how great Brett Favre is. He has you know, his touchdown thrown. But also, he's the leader, I believe, in interception. He is. So, you have to make sure that it's a, it's a fine line. You know, Aaron Rodgers is aggressive, right? He's one of the best with not turning over the football. Ever. So you have to refine it. And they have to refine it. that's part of his maturation process as he learns to be a veteran and still a great player. It's a very great player. That's also- the question,
1: Danny. I- I- here's the question to me. He's 26 years yeah. old. So is he going to ever if- – if- He could be Brett Favre. Yeah. And Brett Favre had one of the greatest careers of all time. He was a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no shame in having the career of Brett Favre. But it feels like there's another level he could take it to, and his team could win a whole lot more. Can they get him there?
3: Yes, and here's why. This is not... A, a pattern of behavior from the start of his career, right? Like, Hembo sent me a stat before the show. Josh Allen threw 62 touchdowns in the red zone before he threw his first career red zone interception. So this is not something that's always been an issue. It, it, we're talking about a, a couple of weeks here where it's been a problem. Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator, is in his fourth year there working with Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. He knows the player. Right, So like if it can get fixed, the right people are there to help fix it and the right relationships are there to, to, to work to get it fixed.
2: I also see sometimes when the play is broken down and he's outside the pocket, Next. that's when he puts himself in those situations because he's literally – Looking down the field, pumping, pumping, and that's when you're usually at that point it's a broken play. The receivers are taught to just yeah. find an open spot, but then the right. defend the defenders in zone, they're literally just reading the quarterback's eyes. Mm-hmm. So that's when he gets in
3: trouble. That's oh, by the way,
1: situation for anybody. Yes. They yeah. play Cleveland this week in Orchard Park. We think the game is gonna be yeah. in Orchard Park, but hold everything. We look at the look at the forecast. We are talking about the possibility feet. of four feet of snow in Buffalo and thus Dan Graziano we are also talking about the possibility of the game not being played there the league is
3: monitoring this they say they have until uh, as late as Friday to make a decision if the game were to have to be moved at this point that is not the plan Uh, and the issue is and everybody wants to oh why don't they play in the snow it's Buffalo the issue is Will the conditions in the area be so severe that it'll be so shut down that you can't have a football game there? And if that's the case, I think that's when that's when the league thinks about moving it. So they're monitoring the storm, which is supposed to start tonight and run through Sunday morning. Uh, that that's what'll determine. Possibly the Detroit.
1: That just seems like a place. Yeah, maybe that's they go. where they went eight years Outside. ago when it
3: happened. And Phil Mafia, grab your shovel.
0: Phil Mafia, grab your shovels. <laughs> and if you if you bring a shovel and you you, you shovel, you get to come in the game for but free.
3: I mean, just so people understand, right? Like. If there's widespread power outages, and people can't get out of their homes. They're not going to want to devote, you know, snow-clearing resources That's to not a football game. Despite,
1: despite the way we look at life, there are more and <laughs> more. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> it. Right. I want to show this. Ninko yeah. had oh. a great moment oh, in wow. the snow against oh, Great. Roll it, okay. Cindy. This Let's was, watch uh, it. Ninko, break oh, yeah. this play down well, for us. you know,
2: it's was, it was a nice little rush here. Bad snap. Uh, uh, oh, I don't know. I don't don't miss that, the layup. Don't miss the layup. Don't miss the layup. Come get on up! Anyway, so in this particular game, Don't miss the, layup. the Tennessee Titans, <laughs> the Titans had no idea that we were going to have six inches of snow. This is 2009. I think we beat them like 50 something to nothing. In the throwbacks, yeah, in the throwbacks, it was great. I look like I'm running. Uh, I look really bad. It's big shoulder pass. Like a, yeah, big shoulder pass. Yeah.
1: Wait, can I ask a question? Yeah. Does the date say October 18? October. nobody
2: guess. expected so, snow. Funny thing, we're at home, so it's the advantage of being at home. You go in the locker room. Bill says. Everybody put on your long studs. Yeah. So we put on long studs. The Titans had their molded. They uh, literally, they couldn't move. They couldn't snap. They couldn't run. They couldn't do anything. And we had our deep uh, cleats on, so we were able to run around. And that's how they.
1: I am told that's what we f- won by so many points. I'm told the final score of this game was 59 to nothing. 59 to nothing. 59 yeah. to nothing. Patriots. 59 to nothing. Brady threw six. Touchdowns and Rob Nikovich had the big sack. Look at yeah, him! Did it, you it, get it, it? it? Oh yeah! Come on, give it to me! Give it to <laughs> me! <anywhere>. Uh, <laughs> I know we got to move on. We roll up. All right, the Monday Glory night shocker. Days. We have the <laughs> Monday night shocker in Philly. Are the Eagles still the team to beat in the NFC? Our crew is divided on the answer to that question. Meanwhile, let's see how Graziano does on the answer to this. Hey Dan, what was the most recent one-loss Super Bowl champion? It's a Good question. Answers next. Get up on ESPN. This is a fun question. It is. The guesses are all over the room. The Eagles have one loss. That is the impetus for the question: Who's the most recent one-loss Super Bowl champion? Yeah, it's, you go. You try to go
3: back one year at a time, and it, and it's. Like, I don't. I don't think the Patriots had a 15 and one team. I know they had a 16 or 18 that didn't win it. Obviously, everybody knows that. The Packers went 15 and one the year after they won it, but they didn't repeat. I, I want to go way back. I want to go back to the 80s. I'm, I'm going to say the 85 Bears. They were 15 and 1, they won the Super Bowl. Is that the answer?
1: Yes, it is. Oh, it is the yeah, 85 Bears. Baby. Oh, my goodness. Monsters the first thing Bart midway. Scott said was, Bart Scott said, it's got to be the 85 Bears. And All I right. said, oh, it has to have happened more recently than that. What's he and saying? it has not. By the way, God, the 49ers. You. That's nice. The 49ers nice. the year here. before did it. The Montana you were... They was, had a 15-1 team the year but I didn't before. 84-85. The, yeah, yeah. the last two times so it It used happened. to happen all the time. But that was before losses were so important to success, <laughs> as we've now learned. Uh, Graziano. Graziano. Uh, now it's a two-point conversion in the advantage, so Hembo's going to have to get desperate down the stretch of this season. Okay, well done. Let's play a little game of more or less looking big picture at this season. Hey, Ninko, are the Buccaneers and your buddy Brady going to win more or less than nine? games this season I'm at nine so I'm going more so
2: is that if it's the same then I'll say more again that's not more it's going to be more I'll say more because that's the only option you've given me So I'll I'll go with more true listen this team we don't know what the final product is going to be I know they've been struggling they just had a big win on the road in Germany but again We'll find out very shortly on if this team can
1: get it together after this. We're going to have to have a conversation about the concepts of more and less. I know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I was confused. I said Graziano, nine, nine. the New York football giants, more or less than 10 and a half wins.
3: You know, no, they, they take care of me there because they change it to fewer. which right. is what it's supposed to be. I, I really appreciate that. I'm going to go with fewer. I'm going to take the under on this. I know they only need uh, four more wins. or Sorry, three more. No, four more Four more wins to be over to clear yeah. that. The schedule's not that brutal, uh, but I just feel like at some point the Giants are going to stop winning these close games that that they win, and one or two of them is going to break the other way, and that'll cost them the chance to win 11 games, by the way, which would be something else.
1: They only have two losses this year. The Eagles only have one. So Bartholomew, more or less 13 and a half wins for the Eagles. More.
0: Listen, they got the they got the uh, the Saturdays on Sunday this week. I think that's barbecue chicken for them. They'll <laughs> split with the Giants. I I think they have the um, the Saints. They have a pretty you know solid and then they got to they got the Bears. So I think they get I think the, I think
1: they get more. All right, so let's talk about the Eagles for a minute here because there's a couple of different ways to look at it. I do not want to have the conversation again about whether they're better off for having lost a game. <laughs> Please I, let's I, that's not. Ridiculous. let Please. it go let it go Dan. Let it go Dan. <laughs> let it go. We <laughs> we hate that conversation on this <laughs> side of the table. But that's it's also irrelevant now. They have lost. So the question yeah. is was that just a bad week or, you know, they had the turnovers and everything, a lot of uncharacteristic yeah. stuff, or was a fatal flaw exposed? You can run the ball down this team's throat and very few teams win playoff games when the ball is getting run down their throat. Which is it, part?
0: <sighs> Man, I hate to be on the fence, but I'm on the fence because I think, you know, you know, some things uncharacteristic of, of their football team as far as turning the football over, you know, some would say the penalty on Graham shouldn't have been called. But, you know, those are things that, that were self-inflicted wounds. Those are things that you hope to correct and you can correct easily. It's, you know, but, you know, the run defense is something that is a little harder to stop. And, you know, this team has played from um, in front for the majority of the season. You know, now they understand that, you know, teams are going to attack them in a way. Let's see if they can make necessary adjustments.
1: What do you think, Nico? Is it is it we did the game yesterday called bad week or bad sign? Which which is was Monday night for the Eagles. Was a bad week or was that a bad sign?
2: No, I think it was a bad week because you still have some leadership there you got Cox up front that's that's a big leader that's been there a long time. So they'll they'll get this running game situated. They'll get it right. I think the team, the roster as a whole, we know is very talented. So again, I think it was just a bad week. They're done with this undefeated talk, and now they can move on, correct oh. the things that they, that they need to correct, and move Come on, on to Myers. the next Michael Myers. Quit page. bringing it back. They, they will, will do let's go. Don't go. do it. How about it? You've, You've got, got this pressure. game this week.
1: Yeah. You have their game this week, right yeah. against our old buddy Saturday yeah. and, and everything else. What sorts of things, as you start talking to the people in Philly, what sorts of things are you hearing from them about that game?
3: About the, the coming game? About the game they lost. Oh, the game they lost. Yeah. Right. Washington dominates time of possession. Washington had a plan and stuck to it, and the plan was to run it. Even when it's not working, keep running it because it eventually will. So if you're the Eagles, you identify this. They, they went out and made uh, a transaction. They signed yeah, Lindbull Joseph. Joseph, defensive tackle. He used to be with the Giants and the Chargers. right? He's a run-stuffing guy. right? They don't have Jordan Davis, the rookie first-rounder, back yet. He's a big part of their run defense. He's not out for the year, but he's not back for this game either. Yeah. So they, they know they need to shore that up. Uh, there's no question about it. But they still feel like, look, They turned the ball over three times against Washington. That's not who they are. They haven't done that all year. So if you ask them the same question, right, was it bad week or bad sign? Yes. Like, I think they would probably say bad week, too, because they don't expect to be a team that turns it over three times. Another
0: truth, Dan. We lie to ourselves all
1: the time. So, well but there's gonna be no lying here. And I'm gonna tell you why. Cause I am raising the stakes. Oh. It's been a while since we've done the Bet Your Palatial Estate game. But we're betting it right now. That big house you live in that you've worked all your lives to save for, you gotta bet that mm-hmm. on one team this year. To win the NFC, I asked everyone here to make a pick. Who is going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl? I see two Eagles on the screen. Bartholomew's like the 49ers. Yeah. Let me start over here. You're still, by, you're still I, riding fly, Eagles fly.
2: Yeah, I'm going with the Eagles. I think they're, they're going to be the team to come out of the NFC. And Bart, maybe you don't like your house, huh? You know, I, love, I love my house. You, <laughs> you like Saturday Falling on the right? budget, baby. You, <laughs> you are betting yeah. your
1: house on you're Jimmy, ben ben Jimmy. Yeah, you're Listen, listen, listen. Jimmy like Jimmy. Out
0: of all the quarterbacks up there, who's taking their team to the Super Bowl? I've seen this before. I don't have to imagine it. Jimmy G has taken his team there before, and he arguably has better weapons on the offensive side than he's ever had. I'll take I'll take Christian McCaffrey over Emmanuel Sanders. I'll take Kittles and, and Debo Samuels and IU. And yeah. Trent Williams, the best left tackle in all of football. And we know this team can uh, can, uh, can be physical on the defensive side like none of those teams on that list. Philadelphia isn't as physical. They, no, they ain't nasty. They ain't
3: nasty. You got to be nasty. Well, to when the, the big team. guy comes back. <laughs> What about when the, the big one come back? I'm yeah, afraid of that second
1: leg. The 49ers, look, they were led by their defense through the Super Bowl, and they've been hurt, but everybody oh, no, coming, oh, everybody no, coming no, back. Right. Look.
3: Second half is two halves to a season, Dan. Yes, I understand. A lot of people are riding this 49 ers train. But the first half counts when you talk about playoff seeding. Mm-hmm. And right now, I would I – would, i I'm not betting my house. <laughs> if I had to bet the house, that's the game. <laughs> what about your role? I have to pick the team that's 8-1 and one over the team that's 5-4. and four. It's I mean, not I, how you start. It's how you finish. But they're in a lot better position to get the bye, to have home games – I, that stuff What patterned. did San
0: Francisco do last year?
3: They're role warriors, baby. That. I get it. I get they it. They beat
1: your Dak Prescott.
3: We're not talking about what could possibly happen. We're talking about what's most likely to happen. They did
1: beat Prescott last year. They beat Aaron yeah, Rodgers in, in the playoffs year. last year, and they were right there to beat Stafford last year. So I don't, I don't think that's a crazy pick. I picked the Cowboys because I'm obligated to get the Cowboys into <laughs> every hour on this program. So I was delighted to do it. Okay, our next stop is Denver. Russell Wilson. What? The, the Wilson and the Broncos are three and six they face Derek Carr and the two and seven Raiders this year Wilson has been awful the Raiders the Raiders I want you to listen to Russell Wilson's coach oh Nathaniel God. Hackett He's giving this, up this is how he described this matchup listen Somebody's got
0: to win this game. I mean, it's uh, it's been a lot of one point scores between uh, or not one point, but one score games between uh, both of the clubs. You know, it's it's it speaks to, you know, they're a really good football team. I know everybody looks at records, but in the NFL, I believe that everybody's really, really good. And uh, somebody's going to have to f- make that final play uh, to be able to make it that, you know, who comes up out on top.
1: I told you we lied to ourselves, Dan. Wait a minute. So, so as we do change my mind, there's a lot to unpack I, I'll give you my change my mind in a second. What did he just say? First of all, it's not true. I mean, they, they, I mean, could, they could tie. It, like that's, that's a, that could
3: happen. <laughs> that's a potential outcome. <laughs> well, somebody's got to win this game. That's something that a fan says
0: about add it, a terrible add, game. Attitude reflects leadership. It's and not that's about, the leadership endeavor right now. It's not about. about the record, though.
1: And, like, and, you know, we're, yeah, we are looking at records Yeah, sport. people look at the record. Every team's right? good, right? Every Every team we're good.
3: good. I just put up those signs all over the facility like slogans. Can you imagine a sign? somebody's gotta win
1: this game? That's <laughs> yes, exactly right. So why not us? He uh. actually said everybody's good. Coach I got bad news for you. Your team's not and neither is the one that you're playing this weekend. So here's my change my mind. Uh. I'm old enough to remember when we were sitting at this desk talking about the AFC West this year being the greatest division in football history. Well, the Raiders stink on ice. The Broncos are unwatchable. The Chargers are startlingly average. And as usual, the Chiefs are good. This is the most disappointing division in the history of the National Football
0: League. Yeah, I feel like I'm in a twilight zone because I had high hopes for that division, and they have disappointed us, and they have underperformed. I, I can't think of a division that has underperformed with expectations. Like this before on the flip side, the NFC East has been a pleasant
1: surprise yeah, and so is the AFC East. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about pleasant surprises all we want. But Dan, you were here with me, right? I, yeah, oh, I mean, they're man. gonna be uh, unbelievable. All well, four teams might make the playoffs. Uh, uh, what happened to this division Broncos added Russell Wilson to what people
3: thought was a, you know, just add quarterback situation Turned right. out. It was not that situation. Uh, The Raiders added Devontae Adams and Chandler Chandler Jones. Jones. They built up on defense. They can't get to a quarterback, period. Uh, I believe they're last in the league in sacks. And the Chargers, as always seems to be the case, have had... Injury after injury after injury after injury, <laughs> and that's <laughs> held them back. By the way, they're five and four. They're not out of yeah. it. No, they're, they're, but they're very average. But
1: your point is, uh, yeah. Yeah. They, they are a stunningly average team. They are. They are certainly not a great team. The Chiefs look great yeah. because yeah. you know what yeah. they are. A fight. Because the right. quarterback is great mm-hmm. and the coach is great. And what we might be looking at here more than anything is the significance of coaching. We bought into. Oh, Josh McDaniels, yeah. second time around, going to be better. How's that working out? Nathaniel Hackett, he's going to bring Aaron Rodgers with him. How's that working out? Brandon Staley, he's going to learn. How's that working out? I think we are seeing coaching playing an enormous role in this as well. Nico, I though.
2: know this segment has changed my mind, yeah. but I am not going to change your mind. <laughs> right. I am very much so in agreement with what you're saying. This division at one point, I, say, I can't believe I'm saying this. I should lose my position here. at yes, no. yes. I said that the Raiders are going to win the division. Yes, you did. Because I thought that they were a loaded team. I thought they went out and they got the best receiver available. I thought they brought in Josh to be the offensive guru. I thought they had Carr motivated and ready to go.
1: I thought they had the defense. I thought they had the pass rushers. Yeah. I, no, no, you I, didn't I, think I, any of those things. I think they did have all of those things. You were right about all of those things. So sometimes teams get worse, yeah. not because their players get worse, but because their plan gets worse, because their chemistry gets worse. They had the best chemistry in the entire NFL last year. Yeah. They overcame the most – What could possibly be more uh, difficult to overcome than your coach having to to resign in disgrace over racially insensitive emails? They bandy together around that and around this coach, Rich Bisaccia. And so what does the owner do? Get rid of that guy immediately and bring in one of Belichick's disciples. And it goes directly down the hill. And the quarterback is crying at the podium now.
0: I don't know, but I think the most disappointing team in that division is is the uh, Broncos. We all thought that Deshaun Watson, we thought that Aaron Rodgers wanted to go there because everybody... recognize how talented this roster is. A fist fight's about to break out. If, if Russell Wilson says, let's ride one more time, and I'm a defensive <laughs> player, and, and I'm we, we're first in scoring defense and last in scoring offense, Like you know how hard it is to hold teams to 17, under 17 points? That is the goal. When we have the goals for our yearly goals, that's one of our goals. I'm telling let's ride going to be like... Yeah, yeah, it, it is a <laughs> yeah, tough time. Yeah, all right, as yeah. we continue, yeah.
1: is Dak getting enough That's help right now <laughs> <laughs> in Dallas? Is the Cowboys' fate completely in his hands? And is that part of the problem? We have a lot of questions, and the good news is we're going to answer them all next. Get up on ESPN. Back on Get Up. And so Dak Prescott and the Cowboys had a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter of last week's overtime loss to Green Bay. And as mentioned, they lost. Yesterday on First Take, Jimmy Johnson talked about that loss and called out the players who need to step up this week in a showdown in Minnesota. You look against the Packers, a game which you know I felt like they should have won. If CeeDee Lamb goes in front of the safety, instead of going behind him, it wouldn't have been an interception. And that one touchdown could have been the difference in the ballgame. So you look at this. So Cass has got to play better as well as Dak. I'm not saying Dak's played fantastic. No, he hasn't been as sharp since he's come back from the injury. So, look, uh, being the, head, the uh, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys sounds like a really good job. Mm-hmm. It obviously comes with a lot of stuff in that territory that can't all be fun. How much of what we saw this past weekend, how much of your concerns about the Cowboys start with the quarterback? It always starts
0: with the quarterback, right? It's the most um, glorified position in football, being the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. With that comes a lot of criticism, comes a lot of shine as well. And it's what you do underneath the lights. And Dak Prescott hasn't lived up to the billing. You know, every time that it's time to step up or it's a big game, he falls short. And this was a game that everybody picked because we knew that Aaron Rodgers – after all that has happened, we'll elevate his play. We knew that it was a last stand, and he played like it. And Dak Prescott didn't match the moment. And we've become too accustomed to seeing that happen. They have great seasons. They get in the postseason, and they don't win. And it's because Dak struggles or he has a mishap, and we blame it on McCarthy, right, because he didn't get down two yards earlier to get him an opportunity to have more time on the clock. He's going to have to step up in big moments so he can erase that scarlet letter that he's been forced to carry around, that he's not elite, that he can't beat other quarterbacks that we deem you know, pro bowlers or all,
1: all pros or Hall of Famers. And that's just the reality of it. How about it, Ninko? When you look at the Cowboys, that, that loss in particular, how much of it is fair to put on the quarterback? A
2: lot. And, and listen, the Cowboys' fate relies on Dak. If Dak is average, the Cowboys are average. They're an average football team if Dak is not playing at an an elite level. He's middle of the road right now. And those two interceptions, you can't have that. You can't have those interceptions, especially in the red zone where that's points. I know they were up, but you combine average quarterback play with the defense allowing 220-plus yards on the ground the Mm -hmm. last two weeks, that's very, very unacceptable. If If you want this team to be a Super Bowl contender, Dak has to be a top ten quarterback, right? He's got to play very well, and the defense has to stop the run. Plain and simple. So, yes. without Dak playing at a, at a high level, this team is just an average team.
3: So you, you, we think we think you know, if we like Dak Prescott, we think he's he's probably good enough to take a team to a Super Bowl. Until you do it, we don't know. A right. year ago, we didn't know if Matthew Stafford was good enough. to ta- You know what I mean? Like so that that's part of this, right. right? He has to play better than he's played since he came back from injury. He's coming back from injury. He threw two interceptions in this game. There were parts of this game where the Cowboys' passing game looked a lot better than it has, mm-hmm. right? So you saw some good along with the bad. Obviously, you can't be throwing interceptions, uh, but certainly that you see you see where the improvement can come from. Dalton Schultz, the tight end, working his way back into the mix. There's a lot there. They believe Dak Prescott's the right guy to do it. There's the beautiful thing about this league is we're all going to get to find out.
1: Here's what I would say. This is my assessment. You tell me if this is reasonable. Mm-hmm. There are some teams that are so stacked that they can win with their quarterback playing reasonably well. The 49ers might be that. You love them. No one thinks Jimmy Garoppolo is the next Joe Montana, but they're good enough to win with that. I don't think the Cowboys are. The Cowboys are good enough to play with a quarterback playing great. Micah Parsons and that defense can do some things. C.D. Lamb, but that's really the only weapon they have on the outside. The running game is good. It's not one of the best in the league. They need the quarterback to elevate them.
0: And why is that? Because he got all the cheese on his taco, right? You talk about Jimmy G. Why the, the 49ers can put a good team around him, and that's what happens. That's what the that's the criticism that you get when you become one of the top highest-paid players at the position. It's the money, is because what you're because saying. you have, once I pay you, I have to say who who can I who do I have to lose? And Amari Cooper was the sacrificial lamb, and that's usually what happens. That's why we're giving Patrick Mahomes all the credit because he took the money and he, and he they couldn't afford to keep Tyreek Hill, and he's playing even better. That's how you figure out if you're an elite quarterback. When you lose things because you get the money, can you still elevate and play at a high level and make somebody nobody somebody's?
3: I'm not all the way buying that in this case, though, because Micah Parsons is on a rookie contract. C.D. Lamb is on a rookie contract. Tony Pollard is on a rookie contract. Like, the Cowboys are not capped out as a result of the Dak Prescott deal. Like, that is not preventing them from making other moves. Uh, you bring up Amari Cooper. They, had to, they felt like they had to trade Amari Cooper for cap reasons. There's not a lot of other cap moves that, that, that they've made, cap-driven moves. So, no, but think how I'm differently sure. we
1: might look at them right now right. if they hadn't traded him for a fifth-round shape. Sure. whether that was Dak or not. I'm going to put the th- picks on the screen, yeah. by the way, Danny, as you go, just so everybody sees what we think, because we are divided on this one. The two players don't like Dallas this weekend, yeah. and you and I do.
3: Yeah, I, I do like him this week. I mean, I think I like him to bounce back. Look, both these teams played overtime games. Both these teams, you know, like that that can linger into the next week, in term of, right? I mean, in yeah. terms of, uh, Fatigue. A, of a physical, mental exhaustion, that kind of thing. And, and the Cowboys – they need the game more. Sometimes I just like, when I'm, when I'm picking a toss-up game, sometimes I like
1: to take the more desperate team. Interestingly, the Vikings, who are coming off one of the biggest wins we've seen yeah. in the NFL in a long time on yeah. the road and are now playing at home in our 8-1, and are one-and-a-half-point one yeah. home underdog against the Cowboys this week. Super quick, why do you like Dallas? Well, I, I like Minnesota. Oh, me, Minnesota. I, well, I,
0: well, I like Minnesota because I feel like they beat a team, and the narrative was they played a bunch of backup quarterbacks. So they like it's yeah, like, no, hey, see, I beat real champion, right? So they beat real champion. So I think that's going to nerf them to be able to play at a high level. Ten seconds. Why the Vikings run game?
2: End of story. Cowboys, two hundred twenty-three yards the last two games they've given up a defense stop of the
1: run. Didn't even need 10 seconds. I love it. By the way, we got great basketball coming up tomorrow night. We'll be here for Countdown, and then we will send you to Joel Embiid and the Sixers hosting Giannis in the Bucs. It's a great matchup in our early spot. And then we got the Knicks taking on Steph Curry and the Warriors. It's a great night of hoops, and we'll start your night with NBA Countdown, 7 Eastern here on ESPN. Right, meanwhile, first take is coming up top of the hour here. How worried is Stephen A about the Warriors, their chances of repeating, plus what is the weak link for the Cowboys, Dak or the defense? Fence. They'll answer all your questions and debate them too. First take, top of the hour, right here on ESPN. Don't miss our next UFC fight night Saturday from the Apex in Vegas. Heavyweight main event could be a slugfest. Prelim started one Eastern. Main card at four on ESPN plus. To get ESPN Plus, go to ESPNPlus.com or download the ESPN app. All right, we finish up with a huge Thursday night game tonight. Green Bay, huge playoff implications. Our analytics give the Packers a 57% chance to win tonight. That equates uh, equates to a two-point favorite. And look just how incredibly important this game is for Rodgers and Green Bay. Entering this game, they have a 15% chance of making the playoffs. It goes up 20% with a win. It goes down to just 6% with a loss. So, they desperately need this one. The last team to start 4-7 and seven to make the playoffs was the Jaguars in 1996. The picks are up on the screen. Ninko, why do the Titans win tonight?
2: Run game. They're just going to be out physical up front. They're going to be tougher. And we know that the Titans' defense can stop the run.
0: Bart? I'm going with the Titans. You can't, you, can't, you can't beat the Titans at their own game. I don't think they have the
1: personnel to be tougher than the Titans. But earlier today we talked about how the Titans don't let you run it on them. So Rodgers gets thrown. Did they find something with this rookie Christian Watson that they can build on tonight and maybe make a little more magic against a pass defense that hasn't been that good?
0: Yeah, that's why you have to continue to run the ball even if it's effective or not because you have to get that eighth man in the box so you can have the one-on-one to try and get big plays. They're going to have to get turnovers and big plays to have a chance to win this Danny, game.
1: Danny, why do you like
3: Greenback? Right. Found something. He's the 34th pick in the draft. This is what he was supposed to be uh, all along. So hopefully for their sake it can continue. I think Tennessee's too beat up on the on the defensive side of the ball. They're missing some key guys on offense. It's a short week for them, and they're traveling. I just think Green Bay's in better shape uh, to win this game. Plus, Tennessee's well coached, so they're going to tell their guys got to lose a game here.
1: Is King Henry breathing? <laughs> we will see. We'll and have help you of time enough, to talk about no. it tomorrow. Thanks for getting up with us. First take
0: now. Ah